You are listening to episode 65 of the Style and Stewardship podcast. In this episode, I wanted to talk about something that was really on my heart about what it means to be in this world, not of this world, to um, be sanctified, to to live holy. And um, there's some things that are going on in culture, as there always will be, that really weigh on me. And, and I really just wanted to have a conversation. Well, we'll actually share with you part of the conversation that I was having with my husband just last night. I had a different podcast episode that was going to go out today, but I just, um, I just wanted to share this with you. And I hope that it just gives you a little bit to think about and reminder, disclaimer, I am not perfect. Um, but I definitely had to talk about this. So listen in. You're listening to the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So what is stewardship? That is exactly what we'll be talking about in each and every episode of this podcast. As Christ followers, I think it's so important that we manage every single area of our lives to the best of our ability. Not perfectly, but intentionally in our own unique way and holding on to God's grace every single step of our journey. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts, things that God's teaching me, and transparent talks. My hope is that when you listen, you'll feel equipped, you'll be encouraged, and more than anything, I hope that you're inspired to live out your day-to-day calling in your own unique way. This podcast is for the woman who wants to hear, well done. So when I was speaking to my husband last night, one of the things that was um, that we were speaking about was the fact that when did it become okay for us to not test test spirits to see whether or not they were from God or not to to <laughs> inspect fruit and to see if the fruit of something was from a righteous tree you know what I mean from and what what sets us apart you know and as we were talking about this one of the main things that was um one of the main things that was really on my heart and really on my mind and we just talked about this for a little bit was if we are in this world, we're living in this world, right? But we're not supposed to be of the world. Jesus even prayed, like, Father, don't take them out of the world, you know? And he's asking that we would have what we needed, that we would have the helper, that we would, you know, have the counselor and the Holy Spirit. And as we are going through our walk and, and you know, none of us is perfect, no, not one, you know, all fall short of the glory of God. We're all struggling. We're all in this place of, of, you know, sanctification and God working things out of us that need to come out of us. And we're all in that place. Like we're all, (laughs) we're all equally, um, fallible human beings. And in that, as believers, I think that it's getting more and more necessary to 
test the spirits to see whether or not they're from God or not. And to be set apart. And, and and that's what me and my husband were talking about. And it's like, okay, if we're set apart, how are we set apart? Are we set apart because we've decided we're going to cover up our hair like some people believe? Or we're never going to wear makeup? Or we're going to live in a, a specific community? No, we're, we're still in this world. You know, even Jesus said, I'm not, you know, asking that you send him out of the world. As a matter of fact, the Great Commission tells us to go into the world <laughs> all over it, <laughs> you know, make disciples, um, preach to everyone. So we have all of these things in mind. And, and, and it's as though once someone says that they're a Christian, it's almost like I got a golden ticket. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like the the first one with Gene, I think it's the best one. And it's almost as though we have belittled what Jesus did and what it means to be a Christ follower to a, just something that gets us out of jail, you know, like, like gets us, I've heard some people say, you know, it's fire insurance. I've heard different ways, but you get where I'm going with that. We have belittled and we have lessened who God is in practice and in how we're actually living our lives. When we are able to just co-sign with anyone who says that they're a Christian without checking the fruit, testing the spirit, and seeing if this is even, you know, something that we should be a part of or take part in. For example, recently something popped up in my um in my YouTube feed and it was this woman who is a professed professed Christian who was talking about doing tarot readings and okay we 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 know psychics use that and and here's the thing it's almost as though we have a golden ticket because it's okay for us to do that because we have a past as if Jesus really is your BFF and he said it was okay as if he has no holy and righteous standard that sent him to the cross to die and bleed for our sins to cover us, right? And this is how we're so okay with sin that we've made it trendy and we've made it okay. We, we, we put different names on it, but it's the same thing. It's not from the spirit of God. What does scripture say? Like back in the old Testament, you know, this sin would get you stoned to death, you know? Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner just like you. We all are. Right. But these blatant, obvious, you know, consult, don't consult a medium, anyone that consults a medium or a spiritist, a necromancer, all these things, they should be stoned and put to death, you know? And, you know, the prophet Samuel had to talk to King Saul because he went to God. I'm, I'm sorry, he didn't go to God. Instead, he went to consult this medium in this town of Endor or city or whatever it was to basically call up a spirit. So we see how God dealt with that in, in scripture. This isn't one of those gray areas where we have to guess when God is blatantly said, explicitly said, this is a sin and this is the issue, but we're okay with it. If a Christian is doing it, huh? 
And I'm scratching my head and I'm thinking, you know, this rapper says that they're a Christian, but they're doing this on stage. They're talking about this on stage. They're talking about this on their albums. They're, you know, wearing certain things that are blasphemous against Jesus. You have women who say that they're Christians, but they're naked on album covers. And they they thank God at, at these award shows and all of this stuff. And we seem to be totally fine with this. Oh, well, oh, oh okay. Oh, Oh, well, no, no, no. She says she's a Christian though. Where, like, where does accountability fall? Where, where, where does it? Okay. So in order to be set apart, how are we set apart? What makes us different than anybody else? So if there is no distinction, then there is no distinction. If there is nothing about our lives that point people to God, other than just thanking him in, in some acceptance speech or or some book that we sign or whatever the case may be. And right now I'm talking about people, you know, that are in the media, but I'm talking about us too. This woman that was on YouTube was literally, you know, just, just you know, she doesn't have millions of followers. However, as believers, when we stand up and say that we follow Christ because we're calling ourselves Christians, I think that it we should put the effort into following Christ. And if God called something sin, it's still sin. We don't have a golden ticket. We don't get a pass. We can't use uh, our this righteousness as, as a cloak for unrighteousness. You know, we can't use this grace that we've been given as as though it cost nothing. And we can't belittle what Jesus came and did for something that's trendy. And people, you know, people will will say things like, oh, well, the Bible is outdated. It's old. So is sin, but we're still doing it. You get what I'm saying? So I just, I don't understand how there is no standard. It's almost as though as long as someone says that they're Christian, they get a pass, they get a golden ticket. And we don't, you know, we can't commend people. We can't, you know, those who judge themselves by themselves are really not wise. We can't say based on our standard or the fact that that's not that bad of a sin, that it's an okay sin. When God's word says all sin is sin. So, if it's okay for us to go around parading and doing whatever we want because we're Christians and we know that we're saved and we think we have a golden ticket, then what about what about the cross? It's a gospel. It, it, it's almost like there's Jesus with no gospel. There's Jesus with no cross. Do you, do you hear how ridiculous that sounds? And we're okay as long as someone says that they're a Christian. So this other thing that was, um, that popped up and it's a lot of people that are, I get it. I get it. You know, people are like, have multiple income streams and, and, you know, have this and have that and sell this and sell that. I believe, you know, obviously God knew we would buy and sell things, you know, before there was a cash system, there was a bartering system. This was a part of what we were going to do in this world. Right. Um, however, <sighs> when we are 
out here and we are saying that God wants to bless you. God wants you to increase. God wants to expand your territory. God, I've heard so many different messages of prosperity and, and, and God's blessing with zero talk about sin. I've heard about women saying, this is going to be your year. God's going to come through for you. God's coming through for you, came through for you every day. <laughs> you know, do we need God's help in specific circumstances and situations? Absolutely. And I believe that we have these situations so that we can go to prayer, go to God in prayer and submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God, knowing that he can do what we can't so that we in this sinful world, we are always trying to grab a hold of, of the, the bottom of Jesus's garment. Like, please heal, heal this thing, heal this, this, this relationship, this health concern, all of these things. Should we go to God with everything? Absolutely. But God doesn't just, I remember my pastor saying this and, and, I, and I loved it. He said it about marriage, but I think that it's just true about everything. And he said, God cares more about your holiness than your happiness. And I love, I love, love, love that so much because I believe it's true in every arena. Like if there's something that's going to make us happy or something that's going to make us holy, I believe that God's already made that choice and, and, and it's called sanctification. He wants us to be holy. You know, he wants us to walk um, righteously. He wants us to submit our lives to, to living out what we say that we believe. So yes, absolutely, we take everything to God. However, God doesn't want to just bless you. God doesn't want to just bless me. You get what I'm saying? Because he he had a, such a he has so so such a bigger plan than just our happiness. Do we have happiness and joy along the way? Absolutely. The joy of knowing that we are redeemed people, the joy of knowing that Jesus paid um, our sin debt that we never could have. The fact that we will be in a new heaven, in a new earth. The fact that we live in this world that's decaying, but this isn't our forever home. Yes, we have joy. Yes, God has given us prosperity. Some of us have some of that here and some of us, you know, but all of us are going to experience that there. The prosperity of, of living in the light of God. You know, and, and I read Revelation and my pastor is doing a study on Revelation. It's, it's mind boggling and amazing. And it's just this, this picture of, you know, we won't need sunlight because God, I mean, like we can't even imagine what heaven is going to be like. And we act like this is all that there is. But while we're here, we still have work to do and we still worship God here. <laughs> we still need to worship God this side of heaven, you know, because if we can't do it here, how are we going to do it up there? You know, and, and I think that when we give people these pass, like these passes, like, oh, this is okay. We're, you know, spending money to support what other people are doing, even though they may be blasphemous, even though they may be, you know, straight up, you know, blatantly sinful, you know, and it's just, it boggles my mind. And I wonder sometimes how we got here and when did this line get blurred where it's okay for us to now have tarot cards and and what separates us from anybody else? If we need to go to all these other things, we're saying God is not enough. 
And if God is not enough for us here, then I'm saying I'm being, I'm not being literal here when I say this, then God's sacrifice wasn't enough. But his sacrifice was enough. And the proof of that is that he rose from the dead because, um, hello, like that sacrifice, it was accepted by the father. Oh, I just, um, I, I, I wasn't even, I had a completely different podcast episode to share, but this is on my heart. And I'm like, I got to share this because if we don't live as people of God, and if we don't live like we're set apart, and if we don't live as though Christ's crucifixion had meaning, um, that as if it it didn't save us and we we belittle it down to this golden ticket, this pass out of hell, this pass out of, you know, um, an eternity separated from God, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Entertainment and, and, and sin being trendy and the thing to do, it costs our savior everything everything so if god lays it on our hearts if we read it in the word if the holy spirit moves upon us to turn away from certain things he's worthy he's worthy and I don't know how else to say that it's so much more than outward things. It's so much more than that. Being set apart, Christ died so that you would be able be able to be set free from sin. And we so willingly go back to it. There's a proverb um, in the book of Proverbs. It says like a, um, a dog that returns to his own vomit. And that's all that I can think. There are things that the enemy will use that sound good. There are also things that are completely blatant. Either way, discernment is necessary and it is a, um, it is a tool. It is, um, a necessity. Like we're supposed to put on the armor of God, right? And we're supposed to have this, we're supposed to have truth, right? We're supposed to have, use this sword (laughs) that we've been given, you know, and how many of us are truly going throughout our days thinking that the very same things that maybe yesterday we listened to, maybe a couple of weeks we listened to or did or took part in or co-signed. When I say co-sign, I mean just taking part in something um, or, or buying something. Or being entertained by something that we know that we know isn't right. 
And one of the most amazing things is that Christ died for us while we were still sinners and we still are. But that's no excuse to live like it it was meaningless. Because then do we even believe our own salvation? Like, seriously. But just like the weight, the glory, the holiness, the righteousness of God has got to mean something. It's got to mean enough for crying out loud that there's certain things we don't take part in. There's certain things we don't give our money to, our attention and time to, and call it entertainment, or that we don't hold other people accountable for. And the first person we need to hold ourselves accountable, the first person that needs to be held accountable rather is ourselves. And we do that by holding up this word of God and 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 really digging in and seeing what this says. And applying what we learn that's how we submit to Christ we submit to him by by living as he's called us to live it's not a golden ticket it cost him everything so god has just you know god's just been laying this on my heart about what it actually means to be in the world, not of the world. And can I just tell you, when I first got saved, I used to pray this prayer of, you know, God help the things in the world become, you know, dim and become brighter to me. And what has happened is things that I used to be okay with, I'm not okay with anymore. The Holy Spirit is like, mm, no girl. <laughs> like, mm-mm. <laughs> obviously I'm speaking like me. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but you just feel this, you know, even having this, this, this talk right now, even speaking about this, one of, one of the, um, blog posts on my blog, I want to say it was like 2019. I wrote this or 2020. I'm not sure. And it was, it's like one of the ones that everyone reads for some reason, when I like, look at the, the stats on my, my website and it's, I didn't want to sound preachy. And the reason why is because I struggle so much with God laying certain things on my heart and me sharing these with other people, because I'm going to be real with you as per usual. I have had people cut me off. I have people, I have had people say all types of things to me and about me because I questioned things. Or because I lovingly try to hold people accountable. And don't get me wrong, I haven't always been gracious. And if this isn't your first time listening to the podcast, or even if it is, I have a very blunt way of speaking. It's just the, I don't know, that's just how my voice sounds. <laughs> and, you know, truth isn't always received. And I have had people... You know, I was very vague in that post that I shared. I really didn't share much. I just kind of kind of talked around some stuff. But that's what I was getting at. I've had people um, literally cut themselves out of my life 
because I shared something with them that God had laid on my heart about sin and about God's righteous judgment and about God's holiness. And it was very rarely received well. And because of that, for a while, I was like, I'm just not going to say anything, which that was definitely a sin on my part, because, you know, if the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, do it. And I got to that point where it was just like, I just don't even want to, I don't even want to share about the things that you're laying on my heart, God. I don't even want to, can I talk about something else? Can I say something else? Why? It was almost like, I remember at one point I felt like, I feel like I'm the bearer of bad news, <laughs> you know, and, and it was God using me to speak things to people in my family and in different friendships that, you know, maybe I was the only one that was, was sharing these things with them because the fact of the matter is truth is hard to accept, especially when you want to keep doing what you're doing. And you want to, you know, continue to practice certain things that you may be practicing. And to to share that with people is one of the heaviest weights I've, like, I can't even explain it to you. But it is so difficult to, to share. Like, hey, you know, I was, you know, I've been praying for you for a while and I just wanted to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. And then when you when you share that and you know you're supposed to, and you do it in the most loving way that you can, it does not mean it's going to be received. It does not mean that you won't be rejected. But what I've learned and what God's laying on my heart is, you know, has, over the years is that rejection sucks, right? But mostly... If I'm saying what God's word says to someone in love, they're not actually rejecting me. And being set apart, you know, inspecting the fruit, like scripture talks about an apple tree is going to bear apples. <laughs> you know what I mean? A good tree is going to bear good fruit. And we can't sidestep over what's true we can't talk about how good God is without talking about the fact that he's also holy and we cannot judge ourselves by one another as though we're the standard the greatest Christian around you that you know is still a sinner <laughs> you know um I'm not saying that they're actively practicing sin I'm just you get what I'm saying we're all sinners because we all fall short you get what I'm saying but the the greatest person around us still has to submit themselves to uh, you know underneath God still has to submit their lives to truth and and living trying as best as they can with the with the help of the Holy Spirit which we can't do this apart from God anyways we can't serve God without God <laughs> we can't serve God without God's help seriously and and just I guess that's just what I want to say um we can't just co-sign and take part in things and be okay with practicing things or taking part in things that we know are sin because God doesn't want to just want to, God doesn't just want to bless us. And 
you know what we would be if that were the case we would be spoiled brats and not just that Christ died for no reason he died to save us from our sins not so that we can revel in them roll around in that mud or go back to that vomit like seriously that I guess that's that's the best way that I can explain that. <laughs> I'm trying my best to come up with nope, that's all I got. Like that's that's what's coming to my mind and um that's that's the only visual I can I can think of. And I just want to encourage you with truth, encourage you to apply truth to your life and to try to live in light of the truth that God literally sent his only son to die for our sins, for our sins, because of our sins. So should it be something that we just play around with that we're okay with and that we take part in and co-sign in? No, we do not have a golden ticket. We are covered by blood and our sin had a price. So we can't act as though it didn't. And we can't live as though it didn't matter. We cannot belittle the grace of God, diminish it, or abuse it. So that is what I want to say on this podcast episode. I would love to know what your thoughts are. You can send me email, hello at style and stewardship. I am not a theologian. I am not a pastor. I am none of those things. I am just a woman who is, I feel like I always have to put this dis- disclaimer out here. Um, I'm just sharing what is on my heart, what God is has um has just really put on my heart that to be honest with you it's hard to share but if I've learned anything about trying to walk with God as best as I can is that I am going to be obedient to that because I care way way more about what God thinks than about how something is going to be received so I pray that you use discernment, that you don't ignore the warnings, the bad fruit, and the different spirits that are running rampant just to take part in something that is not worth it. It's literally not worth it. But remembering that we're we're held accountable to those things and we have to hold ourselves accountable to the word of God, what it says and to try our best to live as holy and as righteous as we possibly can day by day by his grace, you know, through the ability that the Holy Spirit gives us. And we do not take this grace lightly because it costs everything. Until next time, your life matters. What you do with it matters. So what will you steward well?